Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's up, Jay Mert? I am excited. We are talking about one of my favorite topics today. Oh, yeah, baby. Good Lord. Nobody likes objections, Jen. Nobody likes you. Like me. Like nobody loves. Well, you're in sales. You grow to love them, right? You grow to love them, overcome them. They are the necessary step to the sale, right? The objection. That's right. All right, guys. I'm super happy to have you back. Thanks for always tuning in to the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. And also thanks for always checking us out on our various social media platforms. <laughs> all the places. Well, most all the places, not all. Yes. The yes. All right, guys. Today we're super, super psyched. We have a very special guest that's going to help us tackle this subject. What are the two most common objections? When dealing with buyers specifically, this is what we're going to be talking about specifically. I bet we'll get into a couple other things, but what are the two most common objections and how do we once and for all get total confidence around handling these objections? This is the secret. Jen, introduce our very, very special guest today. Yes, I am excited. We have Susanna Madrino, right? Susanna? Madrano. 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 You got the first part good. It's good, Jennifer. Good. And we're having her on because she is the sales and leadership coach for Waters International Realty. So you're not just dealing with people in your office. You're dealing with people from all different brokerages, increasing their sales skills. And objections is like one of the biggest things that people kind of freak out about. Like, I can't talk to anybody because what if they say something back to me, right? Sure, sure. Which it's they like will. The right, it's the rite of passage. If you don't overcome it, you will not cut. You're not meant to do real estate. You're not meant to be a realtor if you cannot overcome objections. Nah, but the good news is, Susanna, is that really objections are basically the same. There's like 10 or 12 and like, that's it. And they're all a form of those basic ones. So you can memorize it, right? And you can yeah. figure out what works for you as far as overcoming them and leading people down the path. So that's the good news. There's no new objections. But I'm curious, I know you're going to tell us the two most common ones, sure. but Monica, what do you think is the common one? Now, these are buyers. These are and you know buyers. what I say, look, here, don't work with buyers, just work with sellers and then you problem solved, done, listen, boom. Listen, we understand where you stand on buyers, Jen. We're clear. Well, the market is shifting. I mean, all leads are oppor- equal opportunists here, right? Like sometimes you can't necessarily, I mean, you can model your specific platform into only having seller leads, but sometimes like, I would imagine the buyer leads right now are coming back through just as well. Then, Susanna, you only work with buyers that you made homeless because you sold their house. That's there's but I've done such a damn amazing job. They refer their friends and family that are bumbling up on other listing and other buyer opportunities. I don't know what kind of freaking fantasy land you live in, but there are agents who want to do business. And if a buyer Mm -hmm. comes along, they're going to do business with the buyer. So, what's the objection? Okay. I'm thinking that the objection might be, I'm guessing maybe one would have to do with financing piece of this. I don't know. That's one guess. 
What do you think, Jen? Drum roll. I think it's that the wait until the interest rates go down. Oh, that's a really good one right now. That is actually number two. That is actually number two. The rates are too high. Yes, that's number two. What is number one? I can't find what I want. I can't find what I want. Like, I'll wait for the next thing. I don't know. It's a hodgepodge of all of those, right? It's the just looking and just waiting. And I mean, that's like any kind of reflex brush off that that's what someone's going to tell you on the phone on that first point of contact. Why? Because you're interrupting their day. And it's the first thing that is like one of those things that someone's going to tell you that is just to nicely, politely get you off the phone. And so many agents on their front end of their career, that is a really huge, big challenge to not overcome. Yeah. So how do you push through that? What are some of the things that you can ask or say, or what do you do? So wait, hold on before she does that. So just looking... Just looking is number one. Universal, that is the number one objection right now. It, that is like always in the top five. For some it form of just looking. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just waiting and just wanting to wait. It's that same kind of scenario. And then the number two objection, this was not even in anybody's radar even six months ago. True. It's the rates are too high or okay. I'm just waiting. No, in not the for the last 10, tax, 12 right? years. That's yeah, not been true. in anybody's right. repertoire. Right. Right. Susana. Lead us through this. Help us, please. Okay. Once and for all. Well, I want to start off with just some food for thought because it doesn't matter what the objection is. I think it's all about when anytime you're getting ready to prospect, whether it's incoming, outcoming, seller leads, buyer leads, right? It doesn't matter. I think the most important thing, you got to get your mind right and understanding that objections don't care who the hell you are. (laughs) Objections don't care what you sell or haven't sold, right? Objections don't care who you work for. Like it doesn't right. matter what brokerage you're from. Yeah. Objections don't care where you live. They don't care about the sell cycle. They don't get into the weeds about if it's going to be a complex transaction. No, it's not. doesn't matter. They don't care how your day is going. You could be having yeah. a really good day and then it just doesn't care about it. could them. be your birthday. Yeah, absolutely. Your birthday. Absolutely. And the final one, I think also is objections don't care whether you're brand new into the real estate profession or whether you are a veteran, they don't judge you by that. Mm-hmm. So I think you got to get your mind right about understanding that it's just part of the sales cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's not personal, right? Like so it many is people not are personal. Like, oh, they're whatever. No, it doesn't matter. And you can't really sell something significant like a house without having objections. So you got to be right. able to embrace it because what an objection truly is, it's going to indicate that level of interest and or desire and or motivation of that person. Like if you think about it from that vantage point, I think more agents start to get kind of like the cobwebs out. Like, okay, okay, I can do this, right? So with objection number one, the just looking or I'm just waiting. First off, I do think that this is something that is a very nice brush off. It's something that a consumer doesn't matter whether it's solar panels that I'm trying to sell someone Medicare, Medicaid on the phone. You get all those famished calls. What do we say? Well, we're just looking or I'm just waiting just to get them off the phone, right? Mm -hmm. So I think in the just looking, there is an opportunity for you to go ahead and knock them off the horse. Great. Okay, Jen, what are you looking for? A one story or two, a single family condo, vacant land residential. So you automatically on the front end, oh, you're just looking great. That's exactly why I called you right now. So what exactly are you looking for? So I have already cornered that person to have to have a a little bit more direct conversation with me now, right? 
Yeah. And in that, you're able to pivot shortly after identifying and saying, hey, I'm not getting off the phone with you. I just called you out. Right. So then the next phrase, the next types of questions you want to ask are, do you own a rent? Because that's a whole nother area mm-hmm. that you could start just trying to figure out their timeline and their motivation. If it's rent, great. Well, Jen, would you mind telling me how much you pay for rent? Yeah. Or when is your lease up? Or when is your lease up? When you start telling me your rent is $1,800 or $2,200, I automatically have a calculator. I cal- that's dollars $15,000 a year. So you, know, you start to kind of get their mind thinking of like, yeah. wow, like, yeah, maybe just looking, but let's go ahead and pivot and start seeing if home ownership is something for you. So with the the just looking, you have to attack it of like, great, that's the first step. Mm-hmm. Take control of the call. And the main motif of that objection is to keep the person engaged. Like you have right. to engage them and engage them until you get enough non-negotiables about whether this lead is a good fit for you to work with or not, right? If not, then you put them on your pipeline and then yeah. you continue yeah. nurturing. I like this because you're you're basically asking them like a lot of questions, but then I know that a lot of agents get stuck at how do I know, is this a lead? Like for, and I know that what is a lead depends on years in the business, level of production, sure. a lot of stipulations, but what are the the signals where, okay, I should keep this lead or like, how do you figure that out? I think whether it's a brand new agent or a veteran agent, one key question to start asking consumers is, have they had the chance to see the inside of any houses? And you say it exactly just like that. If they have, then, okay, tell me more. Was this six months ago? Was this recent? Was this an open house? Because then you start to gauge whether or not that individual is already represented by someone else, right? Right. And then you asking. yeah, it's a very like, Interesting way of just like coming up to other than going through LP mama, right? Like you start, okay, well, are you already registered, already represented with an age? No, you got to start changing. You got to be different from everybody else, right? That's awesome. You know what else I like? And I don't want to smooth over it or get too far away from it. I think a lot of people, when they hear we're just looking, they go after trying to understand the timing instead of what are you looking for? And they go to, oh, well, how long or when? And, or and that's a dead end. That's it's a, a dead, dead end. It's right? a dead and I, end. So I think that's a really important distinction right here is that you don't go to the when, which is the obvious thing they're wanting to sort of. Right. It's the you, obvious right? thing right. for the agent that's been defaulted right. in our brains. Right. But, right. but that's not the consumer has gotten right. so damn savvy right now. Yeah. That what they want is they want to see the damn house. Yeah. They want to see the house. Right. So even if they're just looking, it's how much of a carrot can I dangle you to be able to give you enough information and insight to then slap you with the stick of like, okay, now I'm going to go ahead and ask you some non-negotiables for me. Do you have an agent? And then let's talk about a little bit about a financing, right? Kind of that overview. Because as an agent who's been in the business almost 10 years, those are two non-negotiables for me with buyer leads. You, mm-hmm. I don't want to make, I don't want to step on any toes. And I got to know that you're for real, that you actually can can purchase something in 12 months. Why? Because I've been the dumbass to go show property to someone who's had a 450, right? Those oh, are just like right to passage. Uh, yeah. And I've also, I've also gone on a Sunday and showed a million dollar property to someone at 9 a.m., spent two hours. And then thank you so much, Susana. We did not want to wake up our agent for this. This is thank you so much, right? By not asking the key question yeah. Yeah, if they're brutal. already represented by someone. So I have some more wounds on me, ladies. I have some yeah. more wounds. Yeah. Don't what do you think about asking, like, what prompted 
looking or what prompted your search or something like that too? Are you looking in town or out of town? Like multifamily, single family? Boom. Looking to rent by? Anything that is a direct question that they have to give you, it's a closed-ended question. They have to give you a response, Mm -hmm. right? It's not, well, what happened? Like that open-ended no, they're going to shut you down right within the first five, 10 seconds if you're giving them an open-ended question. What do I you think, think it's perfect about- to ask, like, if, like, exactly what you said. Have you had the chance to s- say the phrase again? Have you had the chance to go and see the inside of many houses? That's perfect. That's do you a love good that, question. Monica? I like that. Put and that one so, down. And if so, how long ago? Yeah. And if yes. so, with you? Yes. <laughs> what about asking them? Um, I always love time or ranking questions. I'm a big on a scale of one to 10. Tell me da 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 because it tells me a lot. What about what moves you from just looking to got to buy? What is, is, does that open up a a line of discussion? Can you ask it a different way? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't want to go into disc profile right now, right? But as agents get more seasoned, a high eye is going to answer that question. If you say, can I ask 30 minutes? Oh, exactly. So you got it. Yeah. But like a D and like the C, you got to be really careful. They're not, they're not good. They're not. No, you got to get face to face. You got to get to face to face with them. Love that. And it has to be at the house. You may have to do, I know Jen's going to hate me saying this. You may have to go do a courtesy showing. Why? Because. Oh, my God. Why would you say that? That's right. You You know what? Hey, Jen, listen, the market right now, these buyers are a little bit more timid in certain certain brackets. And as a realtor who's not going to leave any kind of like leaf unturned, that's a damn opportunity. That is. That's a connection. Meet them once for an hour. Yes. And in 12 months from now, they remember Susana Madrano because she took the time to educate them on the process, which does, I mean, I can tell you. One house, you said, one house. Are they signing? Maybe two max. Yeah. Or buyers. You're doing an appointment. Huh? Or a buyer's agency agreement. Yeah. I always buy buyer up right then and there the first time. Yeah. Come on, Jen. Give them one, Jen. No. I'm going to start a campaign. Give them one. And it's this, Jen, I think, especially in build in certain levels, right? In building your career, I would say the first two years of your career, you can't say no. You just got to do what you got to do to be able to get into that threshold to be able to say, you know, I don't want to do buyers anymore. I can totally do listings. But I would imagine, and this is just me saying, like in my first two years, absolutely. I got my teeth kicked in and cut in and I was thankful that I was in an opportunity to where I could go and understand all that. I mean, my first year out, I did, I helped 45 families and close wow, nice. a million dollars. And it's because I did not say no. And these are Correct. all converting <laughs> leads, right? So I was able to understand from that, like that trajectory where BS was different kinds of right. things, but it's about getting agents motivated enough to face that. All those different things that can go wrong. And the only way you're going to do is by practicing. By doing it. But like not just practice with another agent. Like you have to do the work. You have to get out there. Yeah, you got to go figure it out. And then from that, Jen, you'll become the badass listing agent for your brokerage. Like, like it's like, it's those little, little marks of, of like little army. Battle wounds. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think this is a good place to take a break. Monica, do you agree? Let's do it. Yep. Good. When we come back, we are going to hear the second most common objection and how to handle it. But let's take a listen to our favorite partner. If you're like me, then what you need right now is great leads. 
My number one lead source is a marketing engine called Pipeline Pro Tools. So we've hooked up with them to give you the playbook that I'm using that has generated over 12 leads in the last 90 days. So go to pipelineprotools.com slash fight club, book a quick demo so that they can help you figure out how many leads you will need in order to get the business that you're looking for. And then they will give you the playbook that I've been using for free. Again, that's pipelineprotools.com slash fight club. All right. Welcome back to the battle inside of the ring. We are getting some incredible tips. I mean, these are you know what this is, Susanna, which I appreciate is it's not scripting. It's mindset around the buyer's yeah. mindset. And if you can mm-hmm. just understand that, most everyone can figure out how to navigate that. And you've given us kind of just three basic step-by-step kind of directional questions, which anybody can remember through that process and going to be able to use it. So I love those. But now let's get to the second most popular objection or common objection, which right now is are, are these the rates are too high. Or the, you know, it's a little bit about the market is just so, oh my God, it's crashing all that kind of BS. That's, that's uh, dumb. Know, it's dumb. Now, six months ago, this was not even anything and even talking about, but now it's like one out of every three phone calls, a customer is going to bring this up. And so I think with this specific one, the reason why it exists is because there's so much damn misinformation about it. Right. Whether it is a news, whether it's a newspaper, whether it's whatever that on social media, it's like some, the world's falling apart, right? But yet people yeah. are still buying and selling, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that has to be on the forefront of that objection when someone is telling you that rates are too high. Well, there's an agent in Indiana that's going to thank me for saying this. Is his phrase is "marry the house, date the rate." Yep, we've heard it, and it becomes like an opener that is a laughing kind of thing. But the thing is, it's like, you know what, Monica? There's a lot of misinformation about that. Tell me exactly where you've heard that. Mm-hmm. So I want to go in and actually isolate exactly where they heard it, mm-hmm. and it's probably the buzz of a friend or like. When you ask them, they start to do this. They kind of sit back a little like, oh, shit. okay, someone's actually going there with me. Like someone, yeah, right. someone is actually. We're not just doing headlines. Me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Someone's yeah. actually asking me, where did I get that information? And then I would say, Monica, you're bringing up a really good point. Here's my question for you. Have you spoken to a lender lately just to explain the differences between all the different loan types? And then there's a huge difference. And here's the ticket. There's a difference between a prime rate and a mortgage rate, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, in the stock market, those rates are completely different than what it means to buy a home, right? Yes, rates are a little bit higher than normal. They were the same rates in 2017, 2018. People were still buying houses. It's a matter of right now, it's less competition. They were triple and people were still buying houses. Absolutely. I mean, it's important to remember, people don't buy a house because of the interest rates. Most people, right? Right. They buy a house because something happened, married, divorced, kids, kids are leaving. Like, what if you were just like, oh my gosh, I know they're like up and down all the time. Are you looking for an investment property? Like, what if you ask that? I think that that segues in. I think with this objection, why a lot of agents shy from it is because you have to poke the bear. Mm -hmm. And a lot of agents don't want to poke the bear. Yeah, that's true. And it's like, no, you're going to ask, where did you hear? Oh my goodness. Where did you hear that from? I'm hearing it too. But 
I've already helped my brokerage. Like, I saw your YouTube on it. No. 45 families. Family. I've already had 45 families. My brokerage has helped put how, like, tell me, where are you hearing that from? Oh my goodness. Like, let's, yeah, there, it sort of sounds like a fight though. Like if, no, you don't think like, I don't know. I it sort of the, sounds like you're the fighting. Phrases, the phrase is important is there's a lot of misinformation, misinformation. out there. Got it. May I ask where you may have heard that? Mm-hmm. And there's not one mortgage amount rate. There's not one interest rate. There's something you might've heard for the average person with an average credit score putting down less than 20, like who knows what that really means. Well, it could be the bank exchange rate, not your mortgage rate. Exactly. Boom. Exactly right there. And again, like we're, we're poking it very, we're teeter tottering very nicely. I'm like, that shit on fire, Susanna. I know that's what I like about you. Well, well here, fun. here's the thing, Jen. Then this segues in. Okay, so Monica, have you had the chance to go look at any houses anyway? Like again, right. it's that tie-in of yes, the rates are too high, but maybe it's the fact that no one has even even allowed you or has offered because you have that objection to be the one that's actually going to go show you something as a courtesy. Yeah. I like the idea of using the term affordability instead of the interest rate, because it's really not about the interest rate. It's about, can you find what you want? And is it affordable to you? Yeah. Like, what are you paying now? Are you renting now? Right. Right. What are you looking for in your next home? Something bigger, smaller? What does it even matter? Exactly. It goes into those other fundamental questions of like, trying to narrow down their motivation, their point of motivation, their timeline, but in specific questions that allow them to get that out in a very short amount of time so that you're able to kind of maneuver and pivot where you need to go. Or then maybe the lead is just not a fit. If it is someone that's going to fight me on the rate, then you know what? Then maybe home ownership right now is not. It's okay. Right. Go on to the next one. But that objection right now is keeping agents up at night. I know that it is. And the fact of the matter is you got to have a very strong phrase to combat it. And the way that you do is you got to stand up to it, not to the consumer, right? It's about false information and it's about making sure that they have accurate information. That's why we have to, that's why I'm going to go ahead and invite you to my office so that we can go ahead and sit down and have a conversation about it. And what if, hey, Mr. Mrs. Buyer, what if that wasn't the case for you? Are exactly. you open to, yeah. should we explore this yeah. together, right? What if that wasn't the case for you? What do you think, Susanna, about, I've seen this a couple of times and I always think it's pretty smart, but I think you have to have it in a concise script, if you will. But this idea that, yes, you could have gotten a, a 3.0 rate last year, but you were paying $50,000 over the value. Like right. we've got to look at the net. So how have you seen that artfully done? I have seen it artfully done, not on the phone sometimes, like it, on the right. phone, that kind of conversation. If, if you're going to start, like, <laughs> I've tried to experiment with that too. Like mostly senior agents can nail it, like go there, not yeah. a problem. Newer agents have to be very, very careful because if you don't say it correctly, you set up wrong expectations yeah. and a fact finder is going to go and research that before they yeah. meet you. And they're like, I don't trust this person. Yep, true. So the only way that I think that that lands very well, Monica, to be honest, is a virtual Zoom, like going, you know what, why don't we go ahead and jump on a virtual consultation? We can go over the MLS. I can show you pictures. You give me a rating if you like it. So that way I can narrow down and only send you things that you want to see. And in that, then that parallels very nicely to go ahead and have that conversation and maybe have some 
some graphs about what that looks like. Cause then you've already engaged that person Yeah, in that way. That's true. Cause then you could say, you like this house last year, you probably would have paid $75,000. You would have paid, house. you like, would have paid cash in cash. Right. And, and you, would have been, you would have been the 18th offer on it. Now, right. you're only right. so I think that lands very well in either a face-to-face conversation or in a, even I'm a proponent now. I mean, think one of the positive things that came from COVID is actually, we all had to do virtual, like whenever oh, yeah. we were shut down. And I have seen that that du- virtual selling is successful in a way where now you can feel out the consumer a little bit more before even going, to, like before even right. going to see the house. Like you're able to knock down so many dominoes by meeting with someone virtually prior to going. Can and I'm like your opinion about that. Yeah, I think I want to like pause right here. I 100% agree with you, but I know that many people will get stuck because they'll say, well, what if they cancel the appointment? And I say, great. Then I haven't driven and spent uh, $5 a gallon to go meet them somewhere for them to have ghosted me, you know? So it's like- Or to not be a real buyer. What I think sales, oh, sorry, Monica. I was just going to say, I mean- the greatest batting averages are in the 300s. Like nobody's batting a thousand. This is a game of at bats. Like give yourself a chance. Yeah, right. exactly. Mm. And I think sales skills is something that as an industry, we're missing as agents. We're bringing people in that have zero sales skills. So I know that you're a sales and leadership coach. What do you have going on for us that if we want to improve our sales skills, that we can, how can we connect with you? How can we do that? Yeah. Sure. So definitely I've had individuals reach out to me on my Instagram, Susana.Madrano, and that's with two N's, Susana, clearly you see on the Zoom. And then also there is a free mini course that I'm offering at salesminicourse.com and it's through Waters International Realty. You can go on our website. You can find me. In fact, on my Instagram, there's already the link to that specific thing. And it's basically the first component of if you're going to prospect, which is first fundamental in any real estate career, what are the best ways of doing it? And there's a there's a theory out there that's called a call jam. And it kind of helps you yeah. kind of hunker in to get ready to be able to make the most intention out of that that hour of, of phone calls. So that would be some of the ways and how to reach out to me. Awesome. What's the website again? For the mini course? Uh, salesminicourse.com and it's tagged into my Instagram page. So you could literally go to my Instagram and then click right there. We'll put the link in the notes. We'll put the link, yeah, in the show notes here in case you're not watching on Zoom. Awesome. And if you're an agent and you want to find out how to partner with us to help you grow your business, make a lot more money and have more time, schedule a call by texting or calling me at 513-400-1691. Susanna, thank you so much for being on. This is very practical skills. We love it. This was a pleasure. I know that this episode is helping people. So good job. We don't always know that. <laughs> when Jen and I just do it, we don't always know that. This one, this one's going to hit. I know it. I love it. April Thank 10th. You. April 10th. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. All Thanks, right. Monica. Right. See you guys. Thanks, Bye. Susanna. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.